0: Welcome to hallway chats hosted at liquid web. Hey everyone. My name is Tover
1: and I'm Kate
0: and this is hallway chats. Our guests today are Dan maybe and Michelle for Welcome. Hey, Thanks for having us. Uh, good to be with you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. We're glad
0: to have you. This is uh, this is our first hallway chats since we took it over. So you guys are very special in that regard.
2: Very honored. What a, what a privilege.
1: Or victims. I'm not sure which one we go with, (laughs) (laughs) but but we appreciate your patience and uh, willingness to put up with us.
3: It's okay Um, to be a guinea
1: pig sometimes. (laughs) Guinea pigs are adorable. So, Mm -hmm. um, so Michelle, speaking of guinea pigs, you set yourself up nicely. How about if you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where
3: you live, what you do. um, Sure. Anything, you know. So I'm, as you said, I'm Michelle Frechette. I live in Rochester, New York. So it's, uh, it's summer here now, but it's it's not as summery as it might be for where some people are listening from. I am the director of customer success for GiveWP by day, and I'm a volunteer and on the board of Big Orange Heart. Um, outside of that, which just kind of permeates all of the time, so day, night, whatever. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, I the co-founder of underrepresentedintech.com, and I'm a podcaster myself as the podcast barista over at WP Coffee Talk.
0: So, Michelle, cool. how, can we, how can we help you find more things to do?
3: Well, you know, I <laughs> still have a few hours at night when I have insomnia, so if there's something you need, just let me know.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
3: Insomnia, I need to get that, so that's <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> one, one star, not recommended. <laughs> so Dan,
1: why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself, where you live, or what you do?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm Dan Maybe. Uh, I am the founder of Big Orange Heart, a mental health charity that supports and promotes positive well-being and mental health within the remote working communities. Um, I am also the founder of a digital agency called Blue Thirty Seven, based here in London in the UK. Um, and just generally keep myself very, very busy across the, uh, the WordPress community. I've, uh, I'm very, very passionate about the people side of our, of our wonderful community.
0: Uh, I know you've been involved with big orange heart and, uh, WP and up is what it was before. Um, can you tell me when that started and when it turned into a full-time job?
2: Good question. So the, the- well, the idea of the charity started, uh, around 2013, I believe, um, I was actually um, in a position of struggling myself, Um, I was um, wanting to connect with like minded people, to be honest, and realised that I was just in a place, I was in quite a dark place, uh, working alone in an environment where I just didn't have people to interact with on a regular basis. Um, I was, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd come out of that kind of office environment and was now working uh, working, um, from home. And I just saw my my mental health, uh, my mental well being struggling, to be honest. And uh, that's really where the kind of the idea of I, I figured if I was struggling, certainly there are going to be other people out there as well that are also in a similar situation. Sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely. That took that took some time from that point on to then start to uh, to evolve this into uh, into Big Orange Heart, the uh, the nonprofit that the US nonprofit is today. That's really cool. I like it, and Michelle. How did you get it's involved? involved?
3: So I work for GiveWP, and we have a donations plugin. and Matt Cromwell was talking about doing some things, and, and they were, uh, WP and Up was doing a, a summit, the Do Summit Good, and Matt said, you know, they, they need some people to be on this panel. And so I'd like to have you and me. And I I honestly can't remember who the third person was. It might've been uh, Taylor. And uh, so I I was on that day and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so I, you know, looked more. And of course, you know, they were trying to raise money that day. So I signed up as a recurring donor. And then I was like, I wonder how I could be helpful. And so I just, you need more things to do. (laughs) <laughs> right? And I said, is there anything I can do to help? You know, I do, I do a lot around fundraising. And so I joined the fundraising team and, um, and then like from there, it was suddenly I was doing a lot more and I'm not really sure how that slippery slope happened, but <laughs> I am, ha- I am very grateful for all the work that I am able to do there. Uh, you know, we often talk about uh, mental health as far as remote work. And how, you know, I have a a thing that Kaylin White made for me. It sits on my nightstand. It says, find your tribe, love them hard. And when you do remote work, you don't necessarily have that group of people that you see on a daily basis, especially as a single person. So I don't, I I have cats at home and they don't really, they're not good conversationalists. (laughs) So WP and up and then as it is now Big Orange Heart, turns out that's my tribe, you know, and Mm -hmm. being able to be part and giving back to that, actually fills my soul in a way that that I haven't found in a lot of other places I love the wordpress community and this is one way that I can absolutely help give back
1: well and I think if you're someone who's ever felt that loneliness of being at home I mean I felt it as a single mom or not a single mom but you know a stay-at-home mom um, it felt like a single mom a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's but, you part know, of the problem. You're, right. Well, whenever you're, you know, in a role where you have to be focused elsewhere, and it doesn't necessarily include other adult people, that it's just you know, and once you have felt that, it's hard not to give out to other people who have felt that as well. You know, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and- yeah. I think it's interesting that you got started with do summit good as well, because really that was Hero Press's move into kind of the big orange heart world as well, um, and we opened up a little bit there about some of the struggles that came with um, getting Hero Press up and running and the challenges to a family of trying to start a uh, start a nonprofit sort of thing and you know do community work, co-balancing family work, co-balancing work, work, and you know it's just it's it's a lot of it's a
2: lot of plates to keep spinning some days got to say the uh, I think that do something good event has got a lot to answer for because actually that was also <laughs> the seedling for uh, Wordfest Wordfest live
3: yes. <laughs> it was absolutely
2: <laughs> yeah i think that conversation you the yeah this subject we're touching on here about having uh, you know the the environment the working environment that we're in it's a. It, it can be very challenging sometimes, particularly if you're in an environment where you are on your own, you, you don't have your co-workers, or there aren't other people around you. I know when I was in an office, I would have people sat opposite me, people sat next to me, people sat around, and, you know, I would just verbalise stuff that was going on in my mind. And I might be working on something and I might be just chatting away about it. But without me realising it, that's allowing me to process those thoughts and process those, those uh, issues that are going on in my mind. And Just often find you. or I certainly found myself that I wasn't able to do that. I'm not somebody who will sit and talk to myself. I need need other people to be able to talk to. Just as you say, trying to find your find your tribe.
0: Yeah, when uh, when COVID hit, I've I've been a remote worker for eleven years now. But when COVID hit, I was working for a company that was primarily not a remote company. Uh, I was remote, but they had probably eight hundred employees that were. Office employees, and in one day they all became remote workers. And it was a huge shock. It's like when I did it, I I thought about it, I prepared for it, I read about it, I, you know, I I had some idea of what I was getting into. Um, but places like a big orange heart have been huge for that whole community of people that were suddenly thrown into it.
3: Absolutely. with covid one of the, i'm sorry go ahead Dan. with covid one of the things that it wasn't just about suddenly you were a remote worker Suddenly you were a remote worker if you had children you were you know homeschooling or mm-hmm. helping homeschool your children you were now ordering groceries or not you know you could remote work from home and still go to the park mm-hmm. and go to Walmart or you know take in a show or go to a restaurant and suddenly all of those things were removed all at the same time so yeah. it wasn't just a situation of a bunch of people you know a company decided to become a remote company but we all became Incredibly remote and incredibly isolated, and it was about that time that we made the decision to switch from being um, maybe a little bit before that, but to go from being WPN up to a big or- to be a big orange heart and be a little more um, inclusive of the remote work community and technology, not specifically focused on WordPress. But I know Dan can talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about that too.
2: Yeah, sure. We I mean, we actually we set out working specifically within the uh, the WordPress community. And um, we are very much I mean, our heart is very much within the WordPress community. There's you know, nothing has changed there. Um, however, there had always been an intention to um, evolve and grow uh, the, the, the services and the delivery of, of services from um, the organisation into a wider community. Um, and the, the remote working community had always been that focus for us. Uh, Partly because that was where I was at. You know, I was. You know, I had those issues around being a lone worker, or a remote worker. Um, but of course, the, the ability to you have to start somewhere, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I was like very, very passionate about the the WordPress community. But equally, as you know, it was actually right on the cusp of the uh, the pandemic really kicking in for us, um, certainly here in the UK in terms of the timelines. That was when we took the decision to bring that timeline forward for uh, the transition into uh, a wider focused, a uh, more inclusive, uh, organization. So, so not only did we go into this situation of having to deal with the pandemic, we saw, a um, on 300% increase in demand on, uh, the services of the charity at the, at the time, uh, we also decided <laughs> at that moment, it would be the best time to rebrand and go through. The Brilliant. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know that all makes sense because in a lot of ways WordPress itself is moving into a broader a broader spot in the overall, you know, web economy where as it goes more headless, more people are going to be embracing it from an outside standpoint. We see more companies coming in and, you know, being interested in WordPress. And so having something set up that is inclusive to anybody who's struggling in this area, who, you know, meets the, the remote worker requirement, you know, like the, the, this falls into, um, it, it just makes sense to expand right now into something bigger. Yeah. Um, and right. with that, you moved the summit into, um, so Do Summit Good became WordFest. Um, and for that, you had to come up with some new technology um and and like my husband would never do you didn't take something out of the box and use somebody else's (laughs) you had to build your own
2: i'm laughing and i'm not sure if that's hysterical laughter. (laughs) yeah Yeah, so i'm i'm curious about
0: i'm curious about the the process you went through to decide should we build our own or, or use something off the shelf um I'm kind of interested in in the specific tech you use, but that could get on forever, and we don't have all that much time. So I'm more interested in about uh, the decision making. I made
1: a note about that actually. <laughs> that, that could go on forever. It take
0: stop a talking time. here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I'm 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 interested in the process of of decision making about about
2: why you decided to build your own all that. It really it was born out of the need of the community. If I'm honest, um, we so. Uh, at the time we were running if uh, we've run for, for for a long, long time, um you know, several WordPress focused events. Uh we were at the time we were running our regular regular monthly events. Uh we were delivering uh WPODN, the WordPress London Meetup, for example. Um and in the February of uh I'm not even sure what year all the times are blended into one, but <laughs> at the start of the pandemic, so twenty twenty, um Before the UK government had placed us into a national lockdown, uh, we had our event at the end of February and as an organizing team, we had a conversation about what was happening and we decided to be, to to err on the side of caution and not deliver any more in-person events until we had a better idea of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Little did we know that that was going to go on for as long as it has done. Um, but we wanted to, um, continue to, to enable our community to come together, even though we couldn't do them in person. So the following month, uh, the the last last Thursday of the month, as we always do for WPLDN, uh, we organized an event, but we decided to run it on Zoom. And within seconds of running that first event on Zoom, we realized that Zoom was entirely the wrong piece of software. (laughs) (laughs) It's an amazing bit of software for meetings and for the, the kind of smaller conversation. But when you try and get 60, 70, 80 people into a, into a zoom call, nobody has the opportunity to speak. It just, right. it's just not an environment that's that lends itself, uh, to, um, uh, to connecting. So we set about immediately after that event it may have even been actually during that event, if I'm honest, <laughs> looking at <laughs> alternative ways to deliver it and, um, being, you know, big open source advocates, you know, wanting to, to, you know, can we we wanted to look at an open source solution. There were several proprietary solutions that were available. um, But the, again, this was all kind of very early. And there were lots of companies that were very quickly scrambling to develop something that would enable these kind of online events to happen. We just couldn't find something that was we really felt was fit for purpose at that, at that moment, you know, there's, there's lots of these platforms have evolved into fantastic solutions since then. Um, But again, it was about how can we develop something that is built on open source technologies that enables us to make sure that we have um, you know, ownership over the the uh, the, the product and the, the service that we're delivering, make sure mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's privacy focused, you know, there's there are so many issues uh, in relation to some of the proprietary services that are available. Um so we stumbled into Jitsi, uh, which is an open source video conferencing um, uh, uh, project, which Became the backbone of uh, of what we've developed since, and uh, yeah, it's okay. been quite a considerable journey.
0: So it wasn't a hundred percent from scratch.
2: Um. The, the no, so we've we've what we've built, we've actually built a custom app that is uh, that has Jitsi at its heart in terms of the video conferencing, um, okay. and then we've got uh, our table functionality and various other bits. So we've we've, we've um, we're going through some work at the moment to actually convert the entire platform. So if you've attended an event on the big orange Heart uh, platform before, uh, mm-hmm. what you've seen there we're, we're currently going through the process of converting that into a WordPress plugin. So we want to, we want to, open oh, nice. we want to make sure that it is available for, uh, for communities out there to be able to access as well.
0: Yeah. At the risk, at the risk of uh, getting too deep down the rabbit hole, did you actually fork Jitsi and like add to it and change it? Or is it just a module in your, in your larger
2: platform? So it is, we have actually forked a version of it. Um, okay. However, it um, has presented us with some challenges along the way. Yeah. It's been a it's been a learning curve. always course, does. Learning curve. Yeah. But it's been a really All interesting right. project. And we've had some fantastic uh, So yes, I'm,
1: I'm silently <laughs> laughing here hysterically in the background, <laughs> having had these conversations so many times over the last 25 years. Um, okay. <laughs> Tell me again why you, you it,
2: built it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but i think ultimately what it's meant is that it's it's there's been there's been several um kind of unintended consequences across this if you like uh mm-hmm. we've had a, a fantastic team of volunteers that have supported the projects in various ways and that team of volunteers has really evolved into this this little kind of micro family if you like of, of people that are actively working together on a daily basis, uh, giving time into the organization and Mm -hmm. enabling this this platform to grow and evolve. If we in the first 12 months that we delivered the platform uh, events on the platform, we had over 12,000 registered attendees come through it, which was totally unexpected um, for us. Mm -hmm. Never imagined if we go back 12 months ago, that we would be in that situation of having those kinds of numbers through a platform that we as a as a small kind of micro community within um, uh, Yeah, had uh, would create,
0: open source will take you in some interesting and surprising places. It yeah, absolutely can. Yes.
1: Very true. So that's some of the like the technology side. Are some of the challenges that you faced trying to put on a global conference um, with global speakers and global sponsors and global volunteers? So Michelle, could you dive into a little bit more of maybe the people side of putting on a global virtual event?
3: Absolutely. So. Um, at the at the risk of uh, um, deflating him a tiny little bit, uh, one of my biggest <laughs> challenges is pulling Dan back from the edge. Sometimes, <laughs> 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 I think of us as the yin and yang to a lot of what happens at Big Orange Heart and Word Fest because he's like, "What do you think about this?" and I'm like, "I think you should table that till next time." We <laughs> <He laughs> also have similar
1: <laughs> conversations, believe it or not. <laughs>
3: I do yeah. not believe it. We have, a, as Dan said, our group of volunteers, our group of organizers uh, specifically, and of course the volunteers that, that we bring into the different parts of not only WordFest but Big Orange Heart um, are phenomenal. Just the group of people that have assembled, the people we've we've asked to join us, the people who've um, asked to join us are just, it's just a phenomenal group of people. And I couldn't ask for um, a, a better you know, family of, of people at Big Orange Heart for sure. For me personally, some of the challenges are the fact that when you're looking at a global event over 24 hours, and Kate's laughing because she knows I'm going to say that I'm time zone challenged. It was hard. (laughs) It's just so hard. Last year was the first time, you know, when I was doing more work, not only with Big Orange Heart, but with WordPress in general, that The concept of UTC. I'd never heard of UTC as a time zone before. (laughs) I'd heard of Greenwich Mean Time, I'd heard of different time zones, and then all of a sudden, everything was being measured in UTC, and I have to have a special website (laughs) <laughs> like hot linked so that I can see what time it is in any particular time zone based on the UTC time zone. And even then I'm like, well, is it daylight savings time or is it not daylight savings time? And what does that mean? And I show up an hour late or an hour early to things. And so um, I don't think I'm the only person who is challenged by time zones. Um, no evidence by the fact that things- <laughs> well, and we set things up right over the time change.
1: Like both events were planned yeah. at each of the time changes. We are not good at
3: this. That is well- just- <laughs> <laughs> And I rely on Dan because, you know, he's, is in the UK. That's like that, that is kind of like the Greenwich mean time thing. And and UTC is like based right over there. And, and so I rely on him and even he and I this week both realized that we had set up all of the schedule in the wrong time zone and we had to go back and fix all of that. And so we're constantly double checking and triple checking things. But, uh, the challenge also comes in how to, um, And 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 the God bless Kate. She is the lead organizer for marketing. (laughs) But how do we market an event that's a global event that we're marketing it to people in 24 different time zones, basically around the world, and still having one website that says this is how you get involved? When we did it in January, people in my local meetup who I have been touting the event to were like, "Oh, I missed it. I thought it started on the you know on the 21st." I'm like. Well, it did, but in UTC, like it started last night. <laughs> like you're trying to log in at the tail end and you missed twenty four hours of an event because you didn't understand time zone. and and like like I was speaking like an authority, like I had any clue either, right? So, <laughs> so part of the challenge is is making sure that people understand when events are happening, how the events are happening, communicating properly with our speakers, the people and this time we're including interviews for community interviews. We are including um, some wellness talks, and we have some exciting things happening that way. I'm not going to give away all the exciting news that's coming up. I'm lo- going to let Kate have the excitement of sharing some of those things out over social the next few weeks, but we do have some exciting things that we're doing with WordFest that are different, but all of that means that we need to manage a 24-hour event with people who aren't all physically in one location, so that means that, that coordinating that can be a bit of a challenge. Also just the fact that we are completely volunteer. Anybody who's ever run a word camp understands what it's like to work with 100% volunteers. But when you're running a word camp, you tend to be people who are again can get together for coffee and can have dinner together and make those kinds of plans. Instead, we are in all those different time zones because we are a global agency as well or organization as well. And so having the the challenge of coordinating people, coordinating times, and making sure that it all comes together. And that at least looks like a well-oiled machine, even if we know that there's chewing gum and twine holding some of us together at the end. And then, of course, the, the last part that is a challenge, it's fun. But the fact that people like Dan, you, me, will be awake for, you know, 40 hours or more, because we'll work the day before, we'll be prepping for and then we'll be awake for the entire event, towards the end of it, it gets you, we get a little punchy. We start to have hallucinations or maybe not really. But anyway, it, it does become <laughs> it's fun because we do have our little um, our discord channel where we're all discussing what's going on. And, and we have the ability to um, to chat with one another and we have that camaraderie through that. But it but it is also a challenging thing to be able to make it through that many hours awake. When I was a teenager, a lot easier, 52 years old, a bit more of a challenge.
0: Amen to that.
3: Yeah. Sister. Yeah. You know, Dan,
1: will you tell us a little bit about the choice to bring Discord into the in, into the event? Um, just real quick. I know for me personally, that had a like a huge impact on the amount of fun I had as a volunteer having discord available. And I never would have thought that, like I never would have thought there'd be a time in my life I'd use discord or I'd want to use discord or any of those things. Um, so can you just talk about that a little bit before we wrap up? Yeah,
2: sure. I think this is, this is the, uh, the really kind of exciting part about this as, as Michelle was kind of touching on there, the, we've got a, a global events that is meant to have a focus on the global community that is run by uh, an organising team across the globe. We've got, we've got many people across our team that are spread across multiple time zones. And of course, that that communication side of it is, uh, is, is part of the challenge. You know, how do we overcome that? How do we make sure that we're all in the right place doing the right thing at the right time? Because we've got we've got 66 sessions this time around, uh, from uh, on, across a 24 hour event. That's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, that's a lot of things that we need to make sure is happening at the exact right moment. And Discord um, became this just this little gem within the within the whole thing that we just really didn't ex- I well, certainly I didn't expect to be quite so um, quite such a positive experience from it, if I'm honest, the we used it as a as a, um, a voice only channel. So on a day to day basis for the organizing, we use slack as communication, uh, we'll often jump in uh, zoom calls, uh, regular team meetings, etc, building up to it. But on the day we felt that you know there's so much going on at such a short at such a fast pace that slack really didn't offer that ability for us that we would need if you know if something needed to be dealt with quickly there and then so voice was the uh was the was the route that we wanted to go um so we used discord as a voice only you've got the push to talk um uh solution within discord basically we just left that channel open as a as a channel between all of the organizers and then we had a channel for uh, our av team and for various various other team members that would enable us just to simply drop in. And we for me, I certainly had it open for the full 24 hours of the event. And there was just chatter back and forth all day long. And it was just spectacular. It for me, it created this really special experience, which you get, or I've experienced when I've run large in person conferences in the past where the team just builds this bond on the day or over the few days that you're delivering the event. And you all understand each one, you know, just how exhausted you are going through that process of <laughs> delivering an in-person or an event, uh, because it is tiring. You know, we need to be, to face facts that this sort of thing is, you know, when you're doing it in person, you've got there's a lot of physical stuff around it, but when you're doing it um, virtually, there's a huge cognitive load. I mean, the, the, the amount of stuff that you've just got to be thinking about and keeping on top of, um, it was, it was this strange experience of you know, literally like we were running around the hall where the, you know the halls trying to track speakers down and find out where people were, <laughs> even though we were doing this entire thing virtually and I think that combination of discord for voice and slack for text actually helped to create that kind of experience of of the hallways and it was literally I mean, we we're, we're on the hallway chat, it was literally like having those hallway chats because you would just run into somebody on discord and you'd have that conversation, and it was fantastic um. And it,
1: yeah, it, I didn't.
2: It oh, just created some really special moments uh, for me, which I'm I'm so uh, so happy that uh, that yeah, we we used the tools that we did.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even think of it until you just mentioned it. But you're absolutely right. It was I mean it was so great to get to have conversations with people that you know I had been working with for a long time, or people that I had. Not really met exactly, but we were, you know, just all kind of hanging out together, and it really, it really was that hallway feel of, you know, being at an at an event, um, and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty spectacular.
3: You can type LOL in Slack, or you can actually laugh with one another on Discord, <laughs> and that and that's the difference, right? So, it is. and it, it's a it's a much better bonding experience when you can have that opportunity. It's kind of a little bit like we're all in the same place on walkie talkies, you know, and having yeah. that ability to kind of just chat with each other.
2: But then that, that was also what we were trying to replicate again in the uh, in the platform with the, the table functionality. So. You, n- you haven't got, you know, 60, 70 80 people all stuck on a single video conference, you've actually got the ability, because we know who's within the event, we've got the ability to open up the platform for people to freely move about. And it was about trying to replicate that kind of hallway, hallway track that you know, I certainly absolutely love when I go to these, uh, to any in person event, I'm, I'm far more, I spend far more time in the hallway track than I do you know, in the sessions. Um, and that was what really wanted to replicate in some way in the best way we possibly could in a virtual environment. Um and from the feedback we've had, we've had some some, you know, some phenomenal responses uh in relation to the the format uh, of the event.
1: Yeah, I know moving, um like one of my favorite things was at the very end all of us organizers went and sat down at a table together, you know, virtually, but still <laughs> at a table and just kind of collapsed in a heap. And, you know just sat there for like an hour, just kind of decompressing. And, and it was a great way to end the event, you know, to, to be able to sit down with your friends and, and just, you know, sigh and, Mm and not really talk about anything while you're still talking about everything so
3: and it was an open table though so other people were still (laughs) part of it and watching and and enjoying that aspect of it as well like it was like wow i get to talk to the people who've been like Mm -hmm. putting this whole thing on so that made it i think even more special that some people decided to stay and hang out with us too
1: yeah, I felt so bad for the poor sponsor guy who was there. We just kind of collapsed to this table and forgot
0: to let him go. <laughs> At the end of an event like WordFest, the uh, the volunteers often need to reach out to a mental health organization.
2: <laughs> Have some talks. This is something I wanted to just touch on. We've, we're talking about obviously that we do put in a lot of very long hours over the delivery of the event, uh, but this this is something we're making a conscious choice as individuals mm-hmm. to do that here. This isn't something. A, every person that comes on as a volunteer across this yeah, you know, we, we discourage people to actually be active across the entire event uh yeah. we actually are play we, we did last time and we will be doing it again this time we place breaks through the uh through the sessions uh because we are we do want to encourage people because obviously it's not healthy for us to be spending any sort of length of time like that in front of our monitors at our desks uh, so it is about making sure that we're balancing uh the you know that our well-being with obviously uh the the enjoyment of the event i mean i, th- I certainly over the course over that um 24-hour period whilst we were delivering the event last time the amount of times i went off for a wander uh within my office but still keeping you know <laughs> keeping contact with what was going on it was fantastic
3: i didn't i actually took a three-hour nap in the middle of it but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i slept and Topher took over my uh my communication duties So. Sure.
0: That worked pretty well, actually, for the two of us. We we tag teamed, sleeping and
2: working. We had this wonderful, wonderful situation right at the start of the event where I won't mention names, but one of our uh, one of our lead organizers, a very key individual in the whole process, had overslept right at the start. (laughs) Was MIA
3: as we started to get it got up and running.
2: But it was all that. It all adds to that uh, that experience of the events, I think. It does. So we're getting close to wrapping up
0: here. Uh, so before we go, I'd like to hear about, um uh, the details of the upcoming word fest when, where all that.
2: Sure. So, uh, the, the next word fest is going to take place on the 23rd of July, starting at midnight UTC. Uh, as we know, that can be challenging. So take a look at wordfest.live www.wordfest.live uh, on there, you will find on the homepage, a list of exactly when we start. So we actually start off in the in Australia. The, the purpose of this event is a global celebration of WordPress. So we start off in Australia, we move on to Asia, Africa, Europe, South America, and finish up in North America. And if you look at the homepage of the site, you'll see that there is a list of when we start, we've tried to be as helpful as possible, so we've listed both or in fact the UTC time. So we start at UTC midnight. We've listed the local time for that continent or kind of as local as we can for that continent. And you sh- the site should also detect where you are uh, coming in, f- where you're coming in from. So the, your time zone will also be displayed as well. All going well. So please forgive us. Time zones are <laughs> complicated and difficult yeah. when we're trying to deal with a global event such as this. Which is why we have stuck with UTC, which is really, really conveniently actually coordinated universal time. (laughs) So you even the acronym is the wrong way around. So head over to wordfest.live 23rd of July, we would love to see you join us. Uh, We do have an open call for volunteers available at the moment at the point of recording. So if you are interested in being part of this, then do head over wordfest.live forward slash call for volunteers. Um, And you can be part of this. We had uh, 64 people across the last event, uh, volunteer to help deliver it. So um, it does take a village, it does take a small village to deliver something like this. So if you're interested, we've got a wide variety of skills that we're looking for. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. That's really great.
1: Yeah, thanks Uh, so much.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's been uh, fun hearing about it.
3: The schedule's live too. So if you're interested in seeing who's talking and what it looks like, go look at the schedule. Um, some really great topics, some really great talks out there. And again, there's a few places that look blank because we have some um, some fun things up our sleeves too. So pay, pay attention. Uh-huh. Follow us on Twitter at uh, A Big Orange Heart. Find us wordfest.live. And uh, we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And tickets are free. So, you know,
1: there's, yep, yeah, there's a, a $10 donation optional if you want that goes towards Big Orange Heart and all their work they do for remote workers, but the registration is open and tickets are free, and we would love
3: to have you at the event because there's really something fun for everyone. And there's still spots sponsors, I have to say that. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, we do have an optional uh, micro-sponsorship, which reflects closely reflects the actual cost of a ticket, what it would cost us if we were to be delivering this as a paid for uh, paid for event. Uh, so if you're interested, everything can be found on wordfest.live. Thanks. Kate Tofa. I just want to say thank you. Um, yeah, really appreciate this opportunity to come and have a chat with you. Uh, you know, hallway chats It's great that it's back. It's great that it's got this new home. And, uh, really, we're honoured to, uh, to come and join you for the first one. Thank I, you very much.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah, we couldn't think of two better people to start off talking with um, both for all the things you do, for your charming personalities, um, for the comfortableness of talking to somebody that I actually know really well. (laughs) 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 But yeah, we're really grateful to have you on our first hallway chats and um, can't wait to talk to you again soon.
3: Sounds good. I wish you well in all your future episodes. Thanks. Thanks.
0: This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Kate and Topher DeRosia. We'd like to thank Sophia Derosia for the music and Liquid Web for hosting our website. If you like the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media.